Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your faith and would help you to get to know God's love, grace, and mercy in a personal way. If you have any questions on the sermon or would like to know more about Maranatha, please visit us on the web at maranathafreelutheran.com or call our church office at 218-498-2808. Thank you, and may God bless. you first off here today that if there is one thing that I never ever had any ambitions to become it's a TV preacher and matter of fact I think I told you just a week or two ago how much I hate being in front of a video camera and so now here we are and you're watching me from home on some kind of a screen and there are nine of us not ten we're under ten here but nine of us here behind the scenes putting our service together today And all of us have been stretched in these last days as this coronavirus stretches across our nation and and, and we're urged to take precautions. And I do believe that though these extreme developments are a real surprise and maybe even a shock to us, they are not so to God. And I do believe that he has a plan to use it to turn hearts across our nation to look to him again. And he has a plan to revive his church and to use the church to be a beacon of hope in times of despair. After all, the church really isn't this building with its currently empty pews. It's rather the true believers in Jesus Christ that are scattered throughout the world. And and Jesus says to us all today then, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. And so I hope that for many of you, you'll be gathering with your families uh, this Sunday morning around some kind of a screen uh, for worship and to be encouraged by the word of God. And if you're listening to this today and you are feeling all alone, recognize you're really not alone. Uh, There are others gathered in rooms just down the road and joining for worship today. And the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus Christ himself said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? At Maranatha, we've been looking at some of the penitential psalms on Sunday mornings during Lent, and before things got so crazy around here, I'd already started working on this message from Psalm 143, and it outlined it, and little did I know how relevant this psalm and that outline would be for the days in which we now live. And somehow Pastor Ryan has assured me that you're going to be able to see that outline in front of you. I'm going to take his word for that. But this psalm is a prayer to Almighty God, uh, a prayer for deliverance and and for guidance. And boy, do we need both of those things today. So I invite you to look at that with me, and I'm going to read in Jesus' name, beginning with verse verse 1 here of Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And do not enter into judgment with your servant, For in your sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me to dwell in dark places like those who have long been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all of your doings. I muse on all the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a a parched land. 
Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will become like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For the sake of your name, O Lord, revive me. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your loving kindness, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for this psalm of David as he went through a very challenging time in his life and called out to you for help. Lord, we come to you today knowing that we need your help in our situation. And we pray that you would speak to our hearts and you would encourage us and lift our spirits, that we would trust in you, even as David did in this psalm. Amen. The setting in which David writes this psalm is not clear. But what is clear is, is that he is longing for deliverance from something and that this leads him then to call out to the only one he knows who can help him in his situation, and, and that's the Lord God. Well, are we not today in somewhat such of a predicament as well? We're, we're thankful for medical professionals and for our local and state and national leaders who are doing all that they can to protect us from this virus that is on the rampage worldwide. And at the same time, we are painfully aware that the help that they are doing their best to offer feels drastically inadequate for the extreme situation that we're encountering. Never in my lifetime has there been anything even close to this which is so dominating world news and sending a scare even across our country, a nation which has enjoyed such prosperity and security beyond most any ever in the history of the world. David in Psalm 65 says in prayer to Almighty God, O you who hear prayer, to you all men come. Well, there is nowhere else to go today for the complete help that we need but to the one who created all things and who hung the stars in the place and the one who raises up rulers of nations and then brings them down. The one who sends both good weather and also natural disasters. The one who is fully able to afflict and also to heal. And David cries out to him in his time of distress, longing for deliverance from his enemies. And he, and he asks God to hear his prayer, and he pleads for mercy. And, and I find it so interesting, the approach that he takes here as he appeals to God. I invite you to look with me at that here. And I, I see four angles to his appeals here, four things that he bases those appeals on. And the first one you see there, he says, deliver me, and he appeals to God's character. Verse 1, in your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. And he's reminding God of how faithful and how righteous he is. Lord, you are a faithful God, so consistently faithful to answer those that call out to you for help. And so, well, I'm calling out to you now. Lord, you are a righteous God, so absolutely righteous. Please deal with the unrighteous ones that oppress me now, the ones that are not just my enemies but are also enemies of you, God. Deal with them. And what follows in this psalm of David's is, is an awareness that, that if God is then completely righteous and, and he gives everyone what they would deserve, then David himself would be in trouble too. And, and so I see here next in, in verse 2 an appeal to God 
for deliverance because of mankind's universal unrighteousness. David's saying here, Lord, do not enter into judgment with me, your servant, not because I don't deserve judgment, I do, but because in your sight no man living is righteous. And David is quite aware that he himself is a sinner and deserves judgment, and so does everyone else. There's none righteous, not even one. And so God would be completely righteous then in bringing judgment on any one of us in whatever form he chose to. He would be completely righteous in bringing judgment on any nation as well. He'd be completely righteous in condemning all of us to hell for eternity. Well, some are asking today, so is this coronavirus then God's judgment on someone? And if so, who? And I don't know that I would feel confident to call it that, but I do know that God is able to use things like this to get some people's attention in this life so that they don't instead have to face him and eternal judgment later. We all ought to recognize what David recognizes here in this psalm, and that, and that is that every one of us deserves the judgment of God. And yet because we know that God is also a loving and merciful God, we appeal to him for mercy. And, and David's prayer then to God for deliverance goes on here with an appeal based on his current overwhelmed condition. <clears throat> he sees himself as a, as a persecuted soul. He says, the enemy has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places like those who have long been dead. In verse 4, he says, therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My, my heart is appalled within me. With this whole coronavirus situation in our land, I, I have had some bouts of being mad about it, honestly. I'm not sure who I'm mad at about it. Maybe some of you felt some of that, too. And I can't say that anyone is persecuting me exactly, but, but I feel like it at times and that my freedoms are, are being really limited. And I've been quite aware that I'm really not in control of my own life at all. And I read and I listen to the local and national news and I find it overwhelming. Not only am I feeling a bit overwhelmed by the situation, but so are about everyone around me. And I guess we're maybe overwhelmed by the reality that it could get significantly worse before it gets better. David in this psalm calls out to God for help based on God's character, that is his faithfulness and righteousness, based on the fact that he knows that no man living is righteous and that if it weren't for God's mercy, he should condemn us, based on his overwhelmed condition. And then one other thing I notice here, he appeals to God for deliverance based on better days in the past. David's remembering God's works in the past and he's longing for refreshment again. And you know, today all we have to do is look back just a couple of weeks to when we were blissfully unaware of the extreme of this coronavirus and, and every one of us would long to go back to the way it used to be then when we all still had our jobs and our freedom to go anywhere and to eat anywhere and to gather with anyone and with as many folks as we wanted to. And I'm thinking that most kids probably after a week at home under these conditions also would rather be back in school. We really had it pretty good, whether we realized it or not. And God has blessed us with an awful lot of freedoms. And they were his generous provision to us for a time. And so we might pray much like David here, I remember the days of old, I meditate on your doings, I muse on the work of your hands. And what I see next in this psalm, though, is, is more than just a wishing for the good old days. 
but a hunger in the heart of David for God himself. A, a desire to know God more and, and to learn to walk in his plan for David's life. Look at verse 6. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a, as a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I'll become like those who go down to the pit. And, and so the, the focus switches here, kind of halfway through this psalm, from a prayer for deliverance to a prayer for God to guide him. God, guide me, draw me to yourself, answer me, don't hide your face from me. I have to say that as a, as a pastor right now, I, I kind of feel like an awful lot of you are hiding your face from me. You can see me, but I can't see you, and I don't really like it that way. It, it's not the same preaching to empty pews, and for you it's, it's not the same either. So you're not able to hang out together and, and have a donut and coffee after the service and chat together. We're, we're all missing that face-to-face -face contact. Well, what David is saying here is that that is how he is feeling about his relationship with God right now. God can see him, but he can't see God. And, and while that's true for all of us, I guess, um, Moses was told, for instance, no man can actually see God face-to-face -face and live. Yet Moses was given a glimpse of God's glory in a reflection off of the rock. And so I believe that what David is saying here is, Lord, I, I, need, a, I need some of that. Show me somehow that you are still with me and, and listening to my prayers and answering them. I, I, I need to see you at work in my situation or I die. Answer me. I long to know that you're here in my situation. And in verse 8 he says, And let me hear of your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. He wishes to start out each day hearing a word from God, reminding him of God's steadfast love for him. These days, I wake up automatically by 6 a.m., it seems, and I often end up then just slipping out to the box on my street, sometimes in my PJs, to get the newspaper. And then I come back and I sit down, um, with some coffee, and, and read, and, and I am reminded of the new reality that I live in. And you know what I really need? I need some reminders each morning of God's faithfulness. My short devotional reading from daily text is just that, and just this morning, uh, it was a verse from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, and it says, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God promises to those who know Jesus as their Savior and who then come to him in prayer, bringing all those anxieties to him that he will give us peace, a, a peace that's really unexplainable. And, and so let's listen for a promise from God's word each morning these days, reminding us that God is faithful and he will help us whatever our day holds and he will give us peace even in the midst of the chaos. Our normally busy lives have been interrupted and and many of our activities have been shut down. And though it may be frustrating, and it also it needs to be recognized that it is an opportunity for us to sharpen our focus and to remember what's most important in life and to look to the Lord and his word each day. David also prays here, verse 8 and verse 10, teach me. Teach me the way I should walk. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. He's aware that he still has some things to learn in his life. He, he hasn't got it all figured out. Um, some current circumstances have messed up his previous plans, and now he needs to know what to do. 
And he doesn't want to just act on his own. He, he believes that the Lord has a plan, and, and he desires to walk in it. Some of us have had some of our plans messed up lately. We may have had some things we planned to do, jobs we planned to go to, or school, uh, school year that we planned to finish on site, uh, trips we planned to take, maybe summer plans messed up, uh, or at least up in the air. And now instead we're wondering about things like, will I get sick? And will I still have a job? And will our finances hold out? And so those anxious thoughts just multiply for us. And, and we, like David, need to call out to the Lord, Lord, deliver me. I take refuge in you. Deliver me and those I love from the sickness caused by this virus. Deliver us economically from the financial fallout that will affect us all. I was thinking I was in good health and financially prudent and planning for my future, but maybe I'm not so in control of those things. So I take refuge in you, O God. And I see as we come toward the end of the psalm here, he, he prays again, then lead me. And he says, lead me on level ground. We here in the Red River Valley know what level ground is. Uh, it, it is really level here. And, and while it, it might make for a more boring landscape than the mountains, um, it is sure a lot easier to walk on level ground, isn't it? And David is praying here, Lord, may your good spirit be good to me and lead me on level ground where I can walk more securely and less exhausted. And then lastly, I see his prayer here asking God, revive me. That is, breathe spiritual life back into me. Lord, I'm feeling spiritually drained, empty, helpless, and afraid. Lord, strengthen my faith. Strengthen my spiritual walk with you again. And I add to that, Lord, revive our church. Revive the church all over this land again to be a powerful light in this time of crisis. And as we wrap up this Psalm of David, this prayer for deliverance and for guidance, I want to point out something that we more fully understand because of the New Testament. And that is this, that in Jesus Christ, God truly has already delivered us from some things. Because of his death on the cross, we who believe in him are fully delivered from all the guilt of our personal sins and from the eternal judgment that we deserved. And we've been granted instead complete forgiveness and eternal life. However, we must still live this life with the results of the fall on mankind into sin all around us, and that includes even then sickness and physical death. We've also already been given guidance from God's word and how we can be spiritually saved, but we still need guidance on how to navigate the challenges of life in this fallen world. So for you who are listening at home with your family today, I want to invite you to talk about those things at home and pray about them together. Pray for deliverance and guidance as your family needs and pray for others around us who are affected in various ways by this current crisis. Let us now turn to the Lord in prayer. Oh Lord, we call out to you in our time of need, knowing you are a faithful God, a righteous God, and that we don't deserve your help, nor does anyone else. But Lord, we see our overwhelmed condition, you see it, and we long for what we had even a few days ago. And Lord, whether we really realize it or not, the deepest longing of our heart, though, is to know you, our creator and our redeemer and to live in a relationship with you while we're still here in this mixed-up world. 
And so, Lord, we call out to you as David did, answer us. Let us hear your loving kindness each day. Teach us, deliver us, lead us, revive us. We pray that for others around us as well. And let us, though we're keeping social distance, still together as your church, look to you for help. And so, Lord, we pray for healing for those that are sick, for protection for those who are well, for strength for those who are caring for the sick, for wisdom for all those in positions of leadership across our land, and that you, Lord, would draw hearts to you, the one who is our deliverer and our guide. Amen.